This is Expedition Company Culture. Hi there and good to have you. My name is Ernst and I believe company culture is the main driver to long-term success. In this podcast, we explore different angles to identify, strengthen and share company culture. I talk to people from different sectors and roles about their vision on company culture and together we land on practical tips and advice to help you get the most out of your culture. Today, my guest is Menne Hansen, and he is the co-founder of Creative Strategic Agency and Marketing Communication for NIFT. And I invited you to the show because I'm really curious to see how you see the link between brands and company culture. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome. Thank you. So the first question I always ask is, what do you, what do you guys do? Uh, my name is Menno. We actually started for NIFT because we wanted to help people with their marketing communication. We always want to know the question behind the question. Mostly people think they have the solution already, but by asking the right, the right questions, you might uh, yeah. end up somewhere else. Yeah, so basically trying to focus on getting them what they need instead of getting them what they ask. Exactly. So you're pretty strong in the brand uh, area. Yeah. That's the facade of the company to the outside world. How do you make sure that the brand that you are pr- projecting is also true? So how do you balance the, we need to sell more stuff, with, okay, this is who we are, this is what we stand for. Um, what mm-hmm. are you selling and why are you selling and to who and what are their needs? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it comes all down to branding. Yeah. Um, some people see branding as a nice logo, but it's more than that. We see it as the total of the symbols, so like the logo or the, yeah. the identity, the communication, to make it simple, the, the rhythm part, but it's also behavior. And this is where it comes to company culture as well. We have a session where we try to discover what your company is about. Are you saying that you start with understanding who your client is before you start talking about their brand? Yeah. We had an example of an international company founded by uh, someone 15 years ago. And they wanted a new logo and a new website. What are we going to put on that uh, website? And what are you trying to reach? What are your business goals? Is your positioning still how they should perceive you? Or do you want to go in a different direction? So we ended up bringing some colleagues together and we noticed in this session that the vision of the founder was different than how that was perceived by the colleagues. He got to know his company in that session. If we just had asked the, the, this founder, uh, okay, tell us what we have to do on your website, then he would tell his story. But now trying to get it from the people in the company, mm-hmm. you capture the culture and use that to bring them forward to the next 15 years. So like a big tip would be never assume and never listen to the boss. <laughs> In this case, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a joke. I yeah. think it's a good one to like understand what, what you're asking, mm-hmm. understand what they are asking. Always keep focusing on, okay, people tell me things, mm-hmm. but is this what they think it is? Is this how it used to be? Or yeah. is this how it should be? And that's yeah. something that you need to balance out. You can only balance mm-hmm. it out by t- talking to enough people. So yeah. Yeah, I think true. it's really important to talk to a group of people if you mm-hmm. want to talk company culture. Yeah. You cannot just speak to management or just to employees. You need to, you need to have the full cycle. Exactly. And from a branding pr- perspective, mm-hmm. you, have, you have customers mm-hmm. and you have your employees. Mm-hmm. And they're both working in or with the company. Yeah. But sometimes there's a huge gap between the two. Well, for example, if you work at a fintech company, Mm -hmm. your clients tend to be banks, conservative environments, whereas your fintech environment is a little bit more loose. Yeah, Yeah. startup culture. So how do you balance those things uh, from a branding perspective without turning into a schizophrenic? 
if you know who you are as a company, so if you know what your personality is and you know that your clients or your customers have a certain need, uh, and if you, with your fintech company and startup culture, think we can do it differently. Yeah. So if you have a, a startup fintech logo and you have a, a written on your website and uh, not formal, then it's only logic that your colleagues uh, move this way as well in their behavior. So it has to be all in line to get that gut feeling that it's all consistent. And if these customers don't relate to you, they think you're too modern or too fast forward, then maybe it's not your client. Basically, you're saying, this is who we are. So if you like us for who we are, we gladly do business. And yeah. if you don't, that's fine too. Yeah. Your company culture is the, big, the first big choice that you make. Uh, what I see happening in my own projects as, as well, lots yeah. the discussion. Do you start with brands and define company culture mm -hmm. and define your employer value proposition and all those things? Mm -hmm. Or what's the, what's the start point? Because this is yeah. where a lot of at my clients and maybe some of the listeners, listeners experience this as well. Mm -hmm. Is the company culture topic, is it sitting in HR? Is it sitting in marketing? Is it sitting at the board? And I'm really curious to learn what you as a branding specialist, uh, what your vision but is on this. I think it's very smart to get, make a deep dive into your company and find out that culture and maybe capture that mm -hmm. and use that to move forward. Um, and as you mentioned as well, you have to listen and not instantly use it, but maybe translate it in, okay, this is what we have. Can we capture it and use this for the next 10 or 15 years? Is it vital when uncovering company culture or defining a brand that you listen to the people working in the company, but not exactly writing down what they're saying, but what the intent is behind what they're saying? So understand yep. what they're saying yep. instead of listen to what they're saying. Just like yep. the old Henry Ford joke, mm. if I were to ask my clients what they want they would they would have asked for a faster horse yeah you're embracing that way of thinking yeah. as well we ask questions yeah yeah if you ask uh, 10 to 15 people there is some kind of a common sense you'll find uh, and they're the people that you ask that are not aware that there that that will be found uh, yeah. but of course as uh, someone who uh, does the interviews uh, they will find out uh, yeah because you have more there you're the one who's like gathering all the different stories mm -hmm. and finding okay what's uh, what are what is everybody saying in their own words? That's the, that's the same. Yeah, and and can and can you use that then for the means y y you want? Oh, that's a really interesting one. Mm. How do you go about from your perspective mm -hmm. with the bad sides of a company? Because no company culture is totally brilliant and all fluffy and shiny. Of course, <laughs> uh, every company, just like every person, has a darker side. Uh, that's very hard always because it's very easy to create a nice logo and to write the best copy. Some people say that the, your, your colleagues or your employees are the best marketing. They have to see why you do what you do as a company mm -hmm. and understand that. Yeah, it's, it's hard. There are different ways. I think HR has a, a saying in this by training or educating them. If you define your core values, can you tell your colleagues or your employees how they in their daily job can express those core values? And it doesn't really matter where you start because some, someone needs to own the start of the process. But at some point, it's, uh, the company culture is owned by its people. And yes. everybody needs to play their own part. Yep. There should be an assignment in your brand as well, like, just like in your company culture. Would you say that the first customer you need to sell your brand to is your own employees? It's a good start because there has to be a kind of a common value of why we're here and what we're doing and what is the brand all about and what's your specific part in this. 
So if they don't understand, if you cannot sell it even to the people that are working with you, how can you? How can they sell it to someone else? Yeah. What I really find fascinating is that this is, I think, what happened lots of times um, at my clients as well, that the client came up to you with the solution, I want to have a banner, I need a new website. How can you move away from that solution into finding out the right problem? What, are, what kind of tips can you give to make sure that they can really start working on the culture topic without... Um, and I, this is the running gag, I would say, without buying a ping pong table yeah. and showing we are a hip startup culture company. Yeah. So that you can move away from the facade of what you can do and mm-hmm. go into, okay, this is who we are. This is what resonates with your people because that's, to me, yeah. the essence of a good company culture that there's resonation with your people mm-hmm. and that resonation you can project outwards. There are a lot of companies, they say, uh, we're innovative. And they write that word on the wall, but nobody knows how to act to that word. What does it mean? Yeah. A, a few weeks ago, I saw a TEDx from Brené Brown talking about the power of vulnerability and reminded me because they were talking about, are you allowed to fail in a company? She said, if you want to be an innovative company, people have to fail. You need to embrace everything from the values that you pick. Yeah. So you cannot be innovative without being tolerant to failure. Exactly. Because otherwise, so innovative to lots of companies mm-hmm. feels like we're highly successful. Yeah. But innovative is trying new things. Exactly. Yeah. And um, I think that's a really good example. Um, maybe also how you can embrace the darkness because especially mm-hmm. core values, mm-hmm. the words are beautiful and awesome. Yeah. You need to embrace both sides. And how, how would you go about that if you were to work with a company and re- redefining core values? Mm-hmm. How do you make sure that you, well, not just not go for the we are passionate or no. <laughs> uh, we are authentic, but if you pick that word, which is totally fine, yeah. how do you make sure that you also add the meaning, that you feel like, okay, if we're authentic, it means that it's totally fine to work with people that you don't really understand because they're, so themselves, or mm-hmm. that it's really sometimes hard because you yeah. uh, you don't have to follow the rules. You have to capture them first and then translate it to what it means to different stakeholders. So if you have your yeah, your core values, um, what's the value proposition for your customers? But you also have to translate it to what's the value proposition for your employees? And then translate it, how can you act in your daily job to relate to this core value we we captured. Yeah. I think it's a lot of um, repetition and not just hanging it on the wall. This is like being being on brand all the way. Yeah. This is like from a branding perspective, that's what you always want. It's not a project. It's yeah. a it's it starts uh, if you're redefining, it starts somewhere, but it never stops. Yeah. Is the brand manager, is the marketing manager, is the HR manager, the CEO all together? Everybody has to align every day. I would almost say like you would consider uh, a company culture the, the umbrella that protects all brands under it it's more or less like a matrix you have yeah. on top you have your your company culture and the different brands towards different audiences are all aligned with each other mm-hmm. but also stand on their own because they have a different function yeah this sounds like pretty big and complex projects is this something that would take a lot of time and effort or how do you see those things are the colleagues far away from each other just in one office that makes it practical or less practical i think it's based on the size of your company and 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 what project sometimes is just redefining or sharpening it if you want to tell your people and remind your people again 
uh, is there the internet to show that she's saying we're innovative and you know co-creation is very important in our culture and and are you looking then on the regular platforms or if you're really looking for innovative people you might look in a different section yeah. or a, a different area your core values or your company culture is the promise that you make to mm -hmm. every stakeholder involved with yeah. your company and you need to deliver on that and you need to deliver on that from your from from the job that you're in ideally your company culture would give you the assignment that you need to do in your specific role for hr it could be like okay if we're innovative as a company we need to need to look at ways how we can support our people better uh, instead of just being the the department that says yes or no to pay rises and things like yeah. that if you're saying you're looking for innovative people you have to think and challenge yourself if this is what and who we are as a company what does it mean yeah. for every single step it's it's like always beta right you start something and you evolve from there so there's no finish so the project it's really simple because it's small and tangible this is who we are yeah. and what takes time is that you need to be aligned with who you are on all touch points that you have with okay. your stakeholders yeah and um, that's where you where you guys come in from a marketing marketing mm -hmm. communications perspective and where you have other departments working on employer branding or, or other areas and that like the, the sum of all those actions together all those mm -hmm. smaller projects will build your strong culture because sure. there's consistency mm -hmm. in your experience at a company and that consistency is very very important spoken like a true marketer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but everybody loves a, a company where it is consistent as an example, uh, Nike, they know what they, what they are as a company and so well formulated. All the answers for questions that are not there yet are based in, in your brand strategy. And it's not just the logo. It's not just the advertising. It's how they stand in the Black Lives Matter uh, situation. I mean, companies, a bigger company, international companies have to make a statement. I start each and every project with my clients with the statement where we agree on the fact that a company doesn't exist because the building doesn't do a thing. No. The machines don't do a thing. The people make the company. Exactly. So you need to start with the people and then only then will the will will the company start to exist. True. Um, and and if you put that at, at at the central point of everything you do, I think that's for the longer run you yeah. can only build a strong culture. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thanks for listening again. If you have any questions or remarks, please reach out. If you feel like, oh, you should interview people from, from, from that sector, let me know. I'm happy to take on more guests. See you next time.